So welcome everybody to today's episode of the Independent Teacher Podcast. And I am talking to Paul De Pietro. Paul, do you want to tell our listeners where you are speaking to me from today? Yes. Hi, Susan. My name is Paul DePietro. I am in Enfield, Connecticut in the United States, and I am honored to be on your podcast today. Brilliant. Now, if you could just start by telling our listeners about your career to date. Yeah. So I started out back in 1999 out at a place called the Judge Rotenberg Educational Center in Canton, Massachusetts, was my first taste of working with individuals with developmental disabilities, with autism. And, you know, I really kind of fell in love with with the field. I've worked at places throughout the years, um, like the Perkins School for the Blind in Watertown, Mass. Um, You know, the May Institute out of Connecticut and Massachusetts. I worked for Edelbrook, which was about a seven and a half year stint. We developed a 30, 60, 90 day program for assessment stabilizations for individuals with autism that had been placed out of the state of Connecticut. And we'd bring them back in and do all of our all of our evaluations, our stabilization, and then kind of recommendations from where they would go from us. I started in um, Holyoke about three years back, right before the pandemic hit. Um, And, you know, I, you know, I'm an autism specialist for the district of Holyoke. I received my Bachelor of Science in Human Services going back to January of 2006. And then, I, and then I worked really hard kind of throughout my career to get my master's degree, which I achieved in one year at Grand Canyon University in July of 2018. So tell us about this organization that you've created. It's called Growing Up With Courage. Can you talk about that, please? I founded Growing Up With Courage back in October of 2021, and it is an independently owned and operated company providing a multitude of resources and services for parents and educators throughout the United States. I had this really big vision initially of, oh my God, I'm going to help every single kid across the entire world. And it's a big ambition, you know? And then when I really started thinking about it, helping children throughout the world, one child at a time. And that's really the mission statement, kind of what growing up with courage is all about. Whether it's my educational books that I have, whether it's going out and working with a family in the community, it's focused on that one child. You know, so a lot of authors out there, they sit there and it's all about book sales and this and that. And I'll be the first one to say that if I sold one book, it's one book that I sold to help that child overcome their fears or to to help them better themselves. So growing up with courage, I mean, we provide a multitude of services from behavioral services and consultation. Um, So it could be going in and doing a functional behavioral assessment. It could be going in and really working with that child on social, on areas such as social skills. We do parent and educator trainings. One of the huge things that I always find is, you know, parents and educators alike, you know, they want to learn more. They want to know, okay, well, why does my kid have, or what is autism? What does that mean for my child? How can I best work with my child at home? 
And, you know, one of the things that I've done over my 24 years is provide families with trainings and guidance and things to that nature. And then really the last part of growing up with courage is the educational books. Um, During COVID, I created three books that are all COVID-related, COVID-based to help kids overcome fears. And then more recently, back in April, I launched my fourth book, which was The Adventures of Augie Otter, It's Okay to Be You, which is more of that social emotional learning kind of book where it talks about our differences and that it's okay to be who you are. It's, it's, it's one of the loveliest books that I've read, and I know we're going to come on and talk about that a little bit later. What I wanted to ask is, where did this commitment and dedication in terms of autism and developmental and emotional difficulties in in children where did it develop from why did why did you go into that particular field of education so it's actually an interesting story so originally um, when I first was starting out and deciding okay well what direction do I want to go following high school and things to that nature I sat back and I, I I was huge into sports broadcasting and I actually started out at Marist College up in Poughkeepsie, New York, doing sports broadcasting. And I decided that, you know, I got a, I got a taste for the field and it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I was kind of left with, well, what do I really love? What am I passionate about? Um, and I went back to kind of my teen years and I worked at a, a summer camp called Camp Marist um, in Center Ossipee, New Hampshire. And I had loved working with the kids and helping them to achieve and be the best that they could be. And so, you know, I decided to explore the field of human services. And I started working at the Judge Rotenberg Educational Center. And I got a taste for kind of behaviorism and working with very behaviorally challenging individuals. And then from there, I worked at the Perkins School for the Blind, you know, and they were two very different kind of entities, but I love the behavior piece of it. And I love the, the, the fact that you can help to, to change and better an individual's life and make a difference and an impact on somebody's life. And it just, it, you know, it was something that the passion over the years has just grown and grown and grown to the point that now it's my it's my vision to help one child at a time across the world. Well, it's more possible now, isn't it? Since COVID, there's more focus on connecting with people across the world, I think, in the same Absolutely. way that we're having this conversation, you know, on a, on a podcast. I think pre-COVID, I don't think I'd have reached out. I don't think we'd have had the technology in place, maybe, um, to do that, potentially. So, yeah, I think that idea about globalization as all being global global citizens is is really, really important. I would agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> so so moving, moving on to, to your book, I mean, I will say to our listeners, you are an award-winning author. And the book that caught my attention and I have you know I've I've been waving it at Paul uh, and our listeners can't see that is the adventures of Augie Otter it's okay to be you can you tell us about that book yeah so you know to start out so the adventures of Augie Otter it's okay to be you it's a book about a sea otter named Augie 
Um, he has a lot of traits and characteristics that mirror an individual that has autism. And, you know, I don't say it in the book because I want it to be a book for anybody. And he's teased and made fun of for being different. He likes to line up his shells. He likes to spin around. You know, he likes to do things on his own and by himself, not in a group of people because it's overwhelming to him. And he's teased and made fun of for for being different. And he goes back to Mama Otter and he's in tears at the beginning of the book. And Mama Otter takes him on a journey along the seacoast. And he discovers that everyone is special. Everyone is unique. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be you. And that's kind of that message that's consistent throughout the entire story. But moreover, it's the message of our differences make us who we are. And it's okay to be you. And, you know, at the end of the book, he beautifully is proud of who he is and proud of what he does. And he's able to stand up to the bullies at the end. And it's a very beautiful short story for children really pre-K to grade three. And the illustrations are also just beautiful. Can you say a little bit about your partner in producing this book? Absolutely. My illustrator for the book was Jennifer Lennox, and she's actually my cousin. She is an absolutely amazing artist, and she did something in my other three books as well, where everything was done in watercolors, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And it was an amazing thing to see her really bring my story and my characters to life. So a huge shout out to her for all of her hard work on all of the illustrations for the book. tell us about your book tour as well. How are you promoting the book? I'm actually reaching out district by district, superintendent by superintendent, kind of across the country, because one of the things that I've done throughout, you know, I've done reading, I've done several readings in, you know, first grade classrooms, pre-K classrooms, um, a second grade classroom. And the reaction I got was really, it was kind of overwhelming to me um, Mm -hmm. at the beginning, but the questions that the kids came up with from, you know, well, why did you choose an honor that has different? You know, it sparked a lot of conversation um, that went far beyond even the book. And so, you know, one of the things that we're really working on right now is taking it that next step beyond the book, really homing into that. I'll go in and I'll read the story to the children, but then we're going to work on we're going to work on what makes them special, what makes them unique. And they'll do a writing assignment and then we put it together as a classroom book. Um, at the end of the at the end of the week and then they're able to share that out and share the differences and what makes them special and what makes them unique Um, and it's a very powerful thing Mm. I have been also touring all of the Barnes and Nobles in my area here I've been on billboards in Boston, in Los Angeles. I was able to partner with Jed Daughtry and Reading With Your Kids podcast. I was also promoted at the National Teachers Association Conference in Nashville, Tennessee on July 30, 31st and August 1st. Um, So I'm getting out there. (laughs) You are. And can you tell us about the award that that you've won for the book as well? Yeah, I I won an award from Reading With Your Kids podcast. Um, It's a certified great reads award. And it was the first award I've ever received for my books. And I am very honored to have that on my books. 
And why did you get into writing, I, I, I suppose, is the next question. Yep. If you asked me three and a half years ago if, if I thought I would be, be an author, and let alone an award-winning author, I would have told you there, there was no chance for that. <laughs> the summer of the pandemic, um, Holyoke Public Schools, my boss there, we talked about doing very unique social skills groups for our kids with autism, where we would teach them kind of those re-entry skills, coming back from a full closure to, okay, the hope during that first summer was that we were going to be back that fall, which didn't happen, but that was our goal. We were going to be back live and in person, but there were going to be all of these changes that were going to occur. And I was kind of charged with that task to to ready them for it. So with that, I reached out to a lot of the parents and asked them kind of what their concerns, what they were seeing were areas of difficulty during the pandemic, their individuals. And I had some that came up with and said, well, you know, my child won't wear a mask. You know, my child is afraid to go outside the door, even to go for a walk in the neighborhood because they're afraid they're going to get sick. I had some parents tell me that their kid wouldn't come out of their their bedroom. Um, I had others that told me that their child had one close friend, but they couldn't see their friend. So they were in tears every day. And so what I ended up doing was I developed a whole bunch of short social stories for these kids, for our social skills groups. And we worked on areas like that with a goal of getting them to overcome their fears. And I remember I had a girl who wouldn't wear a mask and we practiced on her teddy bear until she was comfortable to put it on. I mean, it was a lot of out of out of the box thinking. By the end of the summer, my boss sat there and said, I think you really have something here. Have you ever thought about getting published? And I said, I said, well, that's crazy. I'm honored that you think that this is good enough to publish. So I submitted my works to several different publishing companies and I got signed to a four book deal from Authors Place Press. And the goal was always to have four pandemic books, but we were trying to get them out in a very short period of time. And it was just, it was an impossibility. So by the end of the third book, we were looking at the vaccines were coming out, things to that nature. And my publisher kind of said, well, why don't we go a different direction with, with the fourth book? And I said, well, what are you, what are you thinking? And he said, well, what, what are you seeing would be a really great topic to do? And, you know, just going by what the year had been like, even when we started getting kids back in and seeing all the challenges that they face, it just popped into my head. Why don't we do something with it's okay to be who you are? And Augie Otter kind of came into being. The Otter actually came about from um, a preschool classroom. You know, they kind of said there's too many bear books, too many bunny books. There's not enough sea otter books. So <laughs> we went that direction and I had to do a lot of research to just see if sea otters would actually work. And it does. It works really well because sea otters are a very close-knit family hmm. um, and they stay together for life, which is really kind of a cool thing. So how long did that take you from talking to the to the little ones to then being published so when I st first started out it was the summer of 2020 and then you know two years later we're four right. books in um you know so the first three books we probably got out by 
February of, or March of 2021. Right. And the, the last book took a little longer. And then we did our launch back in April, which is really kind of cool. And, so. and you know what I'm going to ask you now, because this book, as I say, it touched me in a way that I didn't expect. And as you say, it, it's got a message there that can appeal to anyone about anybody who's, who feels sometimes that they might be a bit different or they don't fit in. Um, is there going to be a sequel? So interestingly enough, so my publisher has already kind of said, you know, this book is doing really well. And he wants me to start thinking about mm. a sequel to it. Um, so, so yes, uh, the answer to that question is yes, there, there is probably most definitely a sequel or even a, a even a short series of other books that yeah. may be coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. I mean, my mum suffered from dementia. She's sadly no longer with us. That is also the kind of book that you would sit down and read with people who've got dementia. You know, they love the pictures. Have you thought about sort of moving in that direction as well, trying to help older people who suffer from these emotional difficulties? One of the things I love about, you know, going to whether it's libraries, whether it's going to bookstores and doing meet and greets or appearances or book signings um, is really getting out there and talking to people. Mm -hmm. And I've had several parents that actually came up and say to me that, oh, my God, we need this for adults. <laughs> this is a great book for kids. But, you know, mm -hmm. have you ever thought about writing for an adult? Um, and I haven't I haven't really crossed that bridge yet. Mm -hmm. um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm loving working with the kids, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, with this book, you know, getting into the classrooms to work with them, yeah. you know, is really kind of that next step, because it's really going to, it's going to open up a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, good. Now, we aren't far from the end of our conversation. Can you believe it? I, I mean, it's just gone by so quickly, but I've got a couple of more questions for you. The yeah. first one's about you. Okay. And it is, what do you think you've learned about yourself over the last 24 years? I, I've always had that ambition to change the world and to help the world and to better the world around me. It can be simply helping that one kid that, that is struggling in a classroom setting or helping that one family to understand how to work with their child best. And that's one of the things that I really kind of have learned throughout my career is it's not about 50 kids. It's about that one kid that you're, that you're working with. I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do. And that's the biggest lesson probably in the 24 years that I've been working in this field. It's, it really, it's close to my heart. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So the last question that I've got for you, and this is if we've got any of our listeners who are parents of children who may have just been diagnosed with autism, what would you say to them? I would say that there is a lot out there for them, a lot of resources, a lot of, a lot of places to look at that can help them. The earlier that a child is diagnosed and the earlier that, you know, we're able to get in and assist and to start working with that child, the better they'll be throughout their life. 
And we talk about early intervention all the time, especially with individuals with autism. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, you know, they're not alone would be the other thing. There is a huge community and huge supports across for autism and developmental disabilities. And really to seek out those, because it's also not just for the child, it's also for the parent too. I've worked with so many parents and they harbor so much inside and so much guilt and so much, they don't understand why this is happening. And it's important for them to feel that support as well and to have those networks as well. Well, that sounds like really good, meaningful and heartfelt advice there, Paul. So thank thank you. you for that. It's been lovely to have you on the show. It's been a real privilege. And I just would recommend anybody to obviously check out Growing Up With Courage. Also, obviously, your your books that you've published and in particular, The Adventures of Oggy Otter. So thank you ever so much, Paul, for, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. It was my honour. <laughs> thank you. You've been listening to the Independent Teacher Podcast with me, your host, Susan Pallister. If you like listening to this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.